Hello and welcome everybody to episode 50 of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Sig Daddy. I hope you all are staying safe out there, staying healthy. Today, it's my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. I've been spent I spent the last couple of days compiling this list and it's been difficult. It's been kind of difficult to come up with the top 10, my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. But I'm going to give you a forewarning before I get this started. A lot of my influence comes from the 90s, 2000s. That's kind of where my fandom lies. Late 90s, early 2000s, well, throughout the 2000s, and then here through 2010, 2020. Also, before I get started, just wanted to let you know that the weekend review for this week will be up sometime in the afternoon on Saturday. I'll be covering Monday Night Raw, AEW Dynamite, and Friday Night SmackDown per the usual. But uh, let's get this top 10 list started. Episode 50 of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I hope you have enjoyed the 49 episodes if you stuck around for that long and listened to them. Or if you're just starting to listen to it now. I uh, hope you enjoy this top 10 list. My top 10 all-time favorite wrestlers. And before I get to that, honorable mentions. Edge, CM Punk, and The Rock. They didn't quite make the top 10 list, but they were close. But the number 10 wrestler on my top 10 all-time favorite wrestlers list is the broken one, Matt Hardy. And it's not so much his matches of his career, so much his matches in his career, but it's his character evolution has been really, to steal one of his phrases, delightful. Uh, to see, and it doesn't—he doesn't get as much respect as as he should as a wrestler. He's definitely the more solid worker uh, of the Hardy brothers, and he's often overlooked because Jeff does all this wild and crazy stuff, and has done that wild and crazy stuff for uh, years and years. But Matt really came into his own when he found that broken character back around, what, 2015, 2016, and the wackiness involved in that, and it really showed his inventiveness and his creative touch, and it drew me, excuse me, and fans really back into him, and it really drew me back into him, the ultimate deletion, not the ultimate deletion, but the final deletion with Jeff and the ultimate deletion with Bray are some of my favorite cinematic and corny wrestling things I've ever seen and they they brought a new aspect to professional wrestling that we saw at Wrestlemania like with the Firefly Funhouse match and really the uh uh the Boneyard match between AJ Styles and Undertaker that that the final deletion had a big influence on how that even Boneyard match came into fruition he also snuck onto this list because he's one half of my favorite tag team of all time and a tag team I grew up on in the Hardy Boys and also helps the matter. He had he was in those fantastic TLC matches, TLC and ladder matches with the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and I absolutely love those matches and I and Matt Hardy just snuck onto the top 10 list. He would have been higher if some of his match quality would have been a little bit better. I don't know. He hasn't had a lot of signature singles matches. That's my thing on that. 
He hasn't had a lot of signature singles matches in his career. Number nine on my all-time favorite wrestlers list, it is Randy Orton. And really, three letters describe it. R-K-O. He's created so many great moments with me with just those three letters. Great memories, including the many RKO's he's hit and many crazy RKO's he's hit, including the one Evan Bourne, which I watched live on TV, which was absolutely nuts. That was back in, I think, 2011. Yeah, 2011 or no, 2010, late 2010, about August or so, maybe maybe before that. Uh, actually, it was June, July. But yeah, that RKO was the greatest RKO I've ever seen. And then we see the Seth Rollins RKO, which was absolutely fantastic in a WrestleMania moment. I won't soon forget. And the one on The Undertaker, the one that really was a launching pad for him because it was his WrestleMania first big WrestleMania match other than he had that tag match at WrestleMania 20 with Mick Foley. But this was his signature first singles WrestleMania match. And that RKO he hit was absolutely beautiful and really... What I love about Randy Orton is his promos. And the promos he did leading up, especially to the Edge Mania match, were fantastic. And he's had many other great promos in his career. But that those ones leading up to the match at WrestleMania really stick out. And I love when he is when his character is demented and shows off his vicious side. Because he is fantastic at doing that. And his facials. They, uh, that he pulls off are in matches and in like segments are just fantastic. And I love it when he goes to the dark place. And there's some of matches that some matches that stick out for me for Randy Orton or his hardcore match with Mick Foley from Backlash 2004. It is fantastic. It is brutal. It is gruesome. But that match kind of made Randy Orton. And it is a car crash. A beautiful car crash, but it really put Randy Orton on the map, and it really showed him he could go. And I, I loved Orton. I've loved Orton's Survivor Series performances. His uh, his rivalry with Christian back in 2011 is, I think, kind of underrated. And most recently, one one match that sticks out to me also is the Hell in a Cell match with Jeff Hardy. Uh, especially when he puts the screwdriver in the ear, that was some brutal stuff. Which I like the brutal side of Randy Orton. I like it when he's a heel because he is so dang good as a heel, and he's just fantastic. He's he's stayed extremely relevant for the last sixteen years or so. Yeah, two thousand four actually is about seventeen years in the company. Two thousand and three was where he really got started, and we're in twenty twenty now, year seventeen. He's been fantastic. For all of them, Randy Orton at number nine on my top 10 all-time favorite wrestlers. Number eight, John Cena, big match John. Honestly, he was a big part of my second stint in watching pro wrestling when it was from 2007 to around 2012. And a lot of people, he gets a lot of flack from fans, but it's kind of cooled off after time has passed by. But it's kind of hard to hate him when he, with all that he's accomplished, and I don't know. 
He his move set has evolved. He gets the crap for getting the, for the five moves of Doom, but man, if you watch his matches over time, his move set does evolve quite a bit. I love that he brought he's bring he brought new stuff to the table, and then I there's some moments I love from him. The shocking com- comeback he made uh, back in 2008 after just four months uh, removed from a torn pec. And then I loved it. I liked the saga with in 2009 with Randy Orton. Some people probably didn't like it as much, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a great feud. Also, some matches that stick out with me. And some other things that stick out to me are his matches with AJ Styles, where he put him over for the most part. And those were just fantastic dream matches that I never thought would take place. And I love that he put him over there, and he's willing to give back. There was times where he didn't, but man, when he did, he gave back in spades. Uh, Also standing out, another match that stands out for me uh, with John Cena is the 2011 uh, WWE Championship match from Money in the Bank against CM Punk. The atmosphere, the stakes were just fantastic and John delivered there and that was just a fantastic match. If you don't go out and watch any any wrestling this week, well not any wrestling, but if you go out and watch any wrestling this week, I really recommend you to watch the 2011 Money in the Bank uh, WWE Championship match between John Cena and CM Punk. Fantastic storytelling and fantastic match. And then also, Kevin Owens, he put over Kevin Owens as he was an up-and-comer on the WWE, well, NXT roster, and it was a fantastic match also. But uh, I love that this guy is willing to give back. And really, even though he's used sporadically now, when he is used, it's very impactful. Like we saw with the Firefly Funhouse, and I, I John Cena was kind of my second stint in uh, pro wrestling watching pro wrestling and he was a joy to watch and he he still he was the man between what 2000 and what 5 and 2000 and what 14 he carried the company for about a decade and I gave him great kudos and he's earned my fandom on that number 8 on my all-time favorite wrestlers list John Cena number 7 Going a little bit of a throwback to the Attitude Era. Stone Cold Steve Austin. In early childhood, he was one of my favorites. He was the catchphrase man. And his no-nonsense, no-BS attitude. Love it. Anti-hero, anti-authority. And who can't? Who doesn't want to get behind that? And he's created some of my favorite moments, including the bedpan scene with Vince which is absolutely hysterical when Vince gets hit in the head with that bedpan. It is one of the signature sounds and one of my favorite things from pro wrestling is Stone Cold acting like he's a doctor just slamming Vince McMahon with the the bedpan in the hospital. Wonderful moment. He's created some great moments, great matches, including one with Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13 that really made him. And his WrestleMania X7 match with The Rock his retirement match with the Rock at WrestleMania 19. And I like that he stuck to his guns. He stayed retired, never came back, never was enticed by money or attracted or 
came back because of money. He did. He stayed retired, stayed stuck to his word, and I really respect that. And I really just respect what he did for the business. What he was able to accomplish during his eight years as an active wrestler on the WWF, WWE roster is insane. He became the biggest draw in the company's history in just eight years with the WWF, WWE as an active wrestler. That is incredible. I don't think anyone's had an impact like that since then, not even remotely close. And... I don't know. Stone Cold is just the man. He's number seven on my list. Not quite in the top five, but he's a couple spots away from there. But number six, it is Shawn Michaels, HBK, an all-around fantastic performer, similar to what I'll say about another man coming up later in this list. But he's one of, if not the greatest in-ring performer of all time Big matches, it's Shawn Michaels, and he's absolutely awesome in pretty much every single one. He'll have, if it's a pay-per-view, he might have, he'll, he pretty, you're pretty sure he's going to have the best dang match on the pay-per-view, and greatest big match performer of all time, if I haven't already mentioned it. Many fantastic WrestleMania matches, including ones at WrestleMania 19 with Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 20, the triple threat with Benoit and Triple H, Kurt Angle, at WrestleMania 21, Ric Flair's retirement match at Mania 24, his two-match series with Undertaker at Mania 25 and 26. It's fantastic, and he's had many more great matches and must-see matches. And and what I think attracted me to his work is his resiliency. He fights from underneath like nobody else. His selling is off-the-charts good, and he's just one of the best to ever do it. And Shawn Michaels, he's number six on my list of all-time favorite wrestlers. Number five, it's Triple H. And he's up high on this top, he's up in the top five because not too long after I really got back into wrestling was his second big return from an injury. He came back from his, I think it was a second torn quad and it was around SummerSlam 2007 and that that summer, I got back into wrestling a bit. That was my second beginning of my second stint, and I really loved the intensity he always brought to the ring. And his King of Kings moniker was badass, and he just struck me as a as a badass, and I loved that. And and some of his matches that really stand out to me include the 2002 Royal Rumble match where he returns. That's his first return from a torn quad. And the return before, like, when I actually officially returned at MSG uh, before the Royal Rumble, that was an insane crowd. Insane reaction. And he was a heel for the longest of time. And he came back as a huge baby face, ended up winning the Undisputed title at WrestleMania X8. Another match that stands out to me. I love this match. I definitely recommend you check this one out on the network too. The end of an era match. Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 28. It's fantastic. Great storytelling. Shawn Michaels is a special guest referee. And here's another underrated one from him. Hell in a Cell with Batista from Vengeance 2005. I think this is one of the better Hell in a Cell matches especially one of the better ones of the 2000s. This is fantastic storytelling as it's the final conclusion between final conclusion 
of the Triple H Batista feud. Batista won at WrestleMania, winning the World Heavyweight title, beat Triple H in the rematch at Backlash, and then the final match at Vengeance inside Hell in a Cell. And the finish, I love that finish of that match. Triple H is getting Batista bomb. Triple H raises the sledgehammer, tries to hit Batista with it, and then Batista drops him with a Batista bomb, getting the win. And also, his comedy is hilarious. It's the stuff he does with comedy is fantastic. And I think he's hilarious at times. And really, the stuff he did with DX was awesome. And actually, even recently with the color commentary he did with Michael Cole on SmackDown was very, very enjoyable. And really, now for his role in building NXT and making it what it is today, which is a fantastic product. If you haven't checked out NXT, an NXT TakeOver, they're great. If you just watch one TakeOver, you realize what the main roster is really missing. And that's like, I don't know if it's edginess, but it's like, if each pay-per-view for NXT, each TakeOver, feels huge. WWE pay-per-views, a lot of them, they don't feel big. They don't feel big time. NXT TakeOvers, it's a big fight feel, big time feel. And I think Triple H has really brought that out in NXT and building it to what it is today. He's number five on my all-time favorite wrestlers list. At number four on my list, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And I watched him during his days in TNA Impact Wrestling, and he was unbelievable at that time. And that was around, what, 2009, 2000, 2009 to around 2012 also. And he was great. And it was so cool to see him finally debut in WWE in 2016. And he is one of the best in-ring guys I've seen ever. Ever. And he's had some great matches since his WWE debut, including ones with John Cena, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, some TNA matches or Impact Wrestling matches, I remember, include his ma- last man standing match with Bully Ray. That is a very good match. And his matches with Kurt Angle, especially in early 2010, before his uh, big heel turn, they were great also, and he's got this off-the-charts athleticism, and he's just fantastic to watch in the ring. He can do all the technical stuff along with the spectacular high-flying stuff, and he is 40 in his 40s now. And every time he's on a has a match on pay-per-view or TV, I'm usually pretty excited to see it because I know he's going to deliver. And most an off, more often time than not, he delivers, and I, I just love AJ Styles, what he brings to the ring, the mixture of technical and athletic ability, and his kind of underdog mentality of coming up from Impact Wrestling in the indies all the way up to WWE, and he's been great during his time in WWE, and uh, AJ Styles is number four on my all-time favorite list, top 10 all-time favorite wrestlers list. Number three. The GOAT of character evolution. It's Y2J, Chris Jericho, Le Champion. And I've really loved, I have really grown to love Jericho in recent years. And he's just great. So many character changes. Uh, So many character evolutions, we'll say. 
the WCW Jericho with the man of a thousand and four holds to Y2J to best in the world at what I do. The list, the list really got me. And then now a little bit of the bubbly. The dude is a catchphrase machine, the king of catchphrases. And the crazy thing is, he's still a fantastic worker in the ring. And he's really evolved his style over the time. He used to be kind of smaller, kind of a high flyer and such. And now he's got a more grounded style, more power-based stuff. And he's still delivering fantastic matches. And a couple of those matches I really enjoy are the ones I mentioned with Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 19 already. The No Mercy one, the no ladder match with him and Jericho. Well, him and Shawn Michaels from No Mercy 2008. Uh, his match with Kenny Omega at in, well in New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom was great, and his and one of his more recent matches with Cody in AEW back at Full Gear 2019. That is a great piece of storytelling, and Chris Jericho is just the man. He's almost 50 years old, and he's still at the top of his game. In the ring promo, dude is unbelievable. He's number three on my all-time favorites list, Chris Jericho. Number two. It was a tight race between number two and number one. Number two on my list is Kurt Angle. And Kurt, in my opinion, is one of the best to ever do it. The guy can do it all. He is a legitimate badass with real credentials, including his Olympic gold medal with the phrase... I won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. And he, what a track, what made me like Kurt Angle so much is he had an intensity like no one else in the ring. And when it was time to go, Kurt Angle could really go. I love his match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. I've already said that in my uh, WrestleMania, my top five WrestleMania matches uh, episode. Uh, Undertaker, that's one that doesn't get talked about enough. The one with Undertaker at No Way Out. And the many great matches he's had in both Impact also. and Well, in Impact also, including with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, among many, many others. Kurt Angle's just a man. He could he can wrestle any... He could go with anybody. He could have a good match with pretty much anybody. That's what I'm trying to say there. Kurt Angle is the man. One of my favorites of all time. When he, bring, when he brought the intensity, he was fantastic. And he almost always, always brought the intensity. Kurt Angle is number two on my all-time favorite wrestlers list. Number one, Jeff Hardy. He's been a favorite ever since I've... He's been a favorite of mine ever since I began watching wrestling as a child. I loved his resiliency. He always had the underdog. He was always the underdog in matches, it felt like. And he was always fighting from underneath. And even though he got the crappy out of him, he would still kick out. And I don't know. I just I think that's what I think that's part of the reason why I'm such a big fan of Jeff Hardy. He just never stopped fighting. And he gave me a lot of moments, both me and wrestling fans alike, will remember forever. The swantons off the ladder, the scaffoldings, the one, the final deletion, which I absolutely loved, and a moment of mine 
moment that really sticks out is uh, one moment that sticks out. It's him winning the WWE Championship for the first time. You just never thought it was going to happen. And when it did, it was absolutely awesome. Such a cool moment. He won it at Armageddon 2008. And I was so happy because I've been a fan for a fan of him for a long time. And it was much, it was well-deserved and I loved it when it happened. And the cool looks he has, his outfits were always really, really cool. Uh, the face paint, when he started adding that into that, I thought that was awesome. And he's had a lot of great matches, including the TLC matches, all the TLC matches. A match with Triple H at No Mercy 2008 was pretty good also. Uh, the TLC match with CM Punk from SummerSlam 2009, that's really good. And also the SummerSlam, not the SummerSlam, but the WrestleMania 33 return with him and Matt just brought a smile to my face and made me totally fangirl out. I will admit that. I fangirled out when that happened. I freaked out, run, ran around my college uh, quad. I was so excited because the Hardy Boys were back in WWE, and Jeff Hardy has brought a lot of fantastic moments uh, to all of us and memories that I'll never forget. Jeff Hardy is number one on my all-time top 10 favorite wrestlers list. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I enjoyed getting that ready for you and delivering it to you right here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Make sure to stay tuned for the weekend review coming up later on this week. It'll be on Saturday afternoon and it'll be on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and many more platforms where you can find your podcast. But until then, stay tuned for updates on Twitter. I'll be live tweeting SmackDown this Friday night. And if you want to follow me, it's at SigDaddyWrestle. But until next time, though, this is Sig Daddy signing off. Hoping you all stay safe out there. Thank you for listening. And so long, everybody.